0: that menopause isn't just hot flushes and it's not just about your periods ending. This is a physical experience. It's an emotional experience and it's a spiritual experience. You are in liminal space, the space between who you were and who you're becoming. I know your listeners can't see me, but I'm using my hands anyway. So, (laughs) you know, who you were was brilliant and who you're becoming is going to be great and you're in the messy bit in the middle where it's all starting to form and it's so important to remember that at that stage you need to practice self-care because you're setting the foundations for your next 30 40 50 years don't think about menopause as a day when your periods stop think about it as this transition and that the more you look after your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, the more you are setting yourself up for a really good second half of your life. So I can't really stress that enough. That you know, when I talk to women, and they're like, oh, I think I can, I think I can tough this out, you know, I'll get to the other side of this, it's probably only a year or so. And, No, don't think of it that way. Embrace this time of change and embrace it as a time when you can set really firm foundations.
1: Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a Revelation Project, and what gets revealed, gets healed. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project podcast. I am with a personal favorite today, Pat Duckworth. Pat is a best-selling author, she's an international speaker, and a specialist in the area of wellness at menopause. She enjoyed a 30-year career in the British civil service. She became a director in a major department there, and then she went on to write five books, actually, on the subject of women's health at midlife. In 2021, her book, Menopause, Mind the Gap, was given several awards, And she speaks all over the place, all over the world. She brings humor and authenticity to her fact-filled presentations, and she is hysterical. Pat has worked with organizations in the public and private sectors, also all over the map. Like, she is just such, such a fierce advocate for women's health, and she is noted for just sharing her wealth of information and her just gentle, wonderful, warm heart and spirit. And in fact, to that point, she received the Heart and Spirit Award from the Evolutionary Business Council in 2022. So you can only imagine I had invited Pat to join us because I don't yet have an episode dedicated to menopause and understanding it More, I think, through a spiritual lens today, because while there's plenty of information out there, including all of Pat's fact-filled and fun books, I also know that Pat has just a depth of spirit, and I wanted to really bring her on the podcast today to talk about how midlife changes are part of our evolution. They're actually an initiation into who we're becoming. And of course, there's so much honor in that. So please join me in welcoming Pat Duckworth.
0: Hey, Pat. Hi, Monica. I'm so excited. I'm wriggling on my seat here.
1: Oh, I have. I actually, Austin said this morning, do you have a podcast episode that you're recording today? And I quickly looked and I just like bur- my whole face burst into a smile because I enjoyed our first conversation so much. It was just, you know, we were vibrating, you know, on the on the same wavelength and I just absolutely loved loved and what we talked f- I think we expected to spend maybe 30 minutes, and like 90 minutes later, we were like, I have to go. I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are the
0: best conversations when you think, oh, I just, that was, I made a new friend. That was such a great
1: connection. I know, I know. Well, you're truly a kindred spirit. I could tell that right away. And, I'm going through, I think, you know, what you teach. And so that became really one of my first reasons for reaching out and of course, serving midlife women, midlife awakening women, right? And so here we are kind of in the in the mess of the constant awakening, I will say, because as we evolve, that is so much a part of our awareness on a daily basis. I think that once we kind of have that really, uh, that, big initial awakening, it's forever kind of these little deaths and rebirths along the way, or maybe big ones. But for me, menopause has been a real journey. And I've started listening and being aware in such a different way than I had before. I think that there's also like this, at least I'm sensing for myself, it's like, I am not interested in in the mainstream mentality about menopause, because it, it actually hurts me. Y- yeah. y- like it, it really feels quite derogatory. And I was just like, you know what? There is so much more here. Like this is an initiation. I get to come into my wise woman, my crone. Like, this is an honor. And I love, like, when I learned that you talk about hot women, right? I was like, oh, hell yes. (laughs) Yeah, I,
0: I, I know it's my title, but that title was kind of gifted to me. I was at a conference and I'd come up with a title for my first book that I shared with the guy who was sitting next to me and he went, oh, that's really good. What was it again? I thought, oh, that didn't stick very well. And we were being encouraged to think of other titles. And I said to him, oh, how about this one Hot Women Cool Solutions? He said, love it. Have that one. And when I stand up at networking or at meetings and I say, hi, oh, yeah, I'm Pat Duckworth. I'm the hot woman with Cool Solutions. People laugh, and they laugh in a good way, you know. Like, oh, I get it; it's kind of funny. And women don't mind being hot women; they just don't want to be thought of as a menopausal woman, you know, with all the like heaviness that goes with that.
1: Right? Because that's that's that na- that's that narrative that really feels very not only disempowering, but certainly not very hot. And actually, you know, like so. TMI, but I'm gonna do it anyway because it's you. <laughs> like I've I've actually never felt more alive, more vital, more sexy, more sensual, and that is the truth for me. I, I I always talk about unbecoming from all of the ways that we've been taught to conform, and so coming out of what I think was this. Dormancy my whole life here. Of course, Pat and I got the oracle card, the seed. And so I remember now I'm getting chills because the dormancy was part of that message. But for me, it's like I lived my whole life in this dormant place because I was being like pushed down, I feel like, into trying to conform into this confined space. And now that I've kind of crossed rather quickly from like this wounded maiden into this allowed to fully bloom into the maiden and then in quickly after into the full bloom of mother, that archetype, and now crossing into what is the full bloom of my wise woman, you know, it's like, whoa, this is so amazing.
0: It's so juicy and... I think women get really scared by this subject. When I say I speak about menopause, some of them kind of walk away because I don't know if they think that just me talking about it will bring it on, or that you know, like
1: divorce. Like, like I used to be treated like I was contagious. They're like, "No more dinner parties for you, Monica." Right? (laughs) You just keep away. I am not contagious, people. This is divorce is not contagious. Menopause is not contagious. It's not contagious
0: and not talking about it doesn't mean you're not going to go through it. There is no magic in not talking about it. There's no magic in sticking your fingers in your ears and going, la, 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 la. Mm. It is going to happen and it's okay. Mm. It's more than okay. It's who you're meant to be next.
1: Yeah. And
0: and that is fantastic. I went to see a, uh, a homeopath about three years ago, somebody I'd met at networking sometime before that. And he's a guy, he's a French guy. A really sexy French accent, which I won't try and do, but he was treating me for something very unsexy. And um <laughs> TMI. Anyway, and uh he said, Do you still talk about menopause? I said, Yeah, still do. And he said, Oh, he said, I really envy women their menopause. He said, Because you get to hit the reset button, you get to start again, and we don't get that. And I thought, what a great insight from a guy is that we get to this midpoint in our lives and we get to go, who am I? Where am I? Hit the reset button. Who do I want to be for the next 30,
1: 40, 50 years? And how fantastic is that? How fantastic. I love that. It's so, it's so true. We, I never thought of it that way. You know, as women, we have these very marked. Initiations, don't we? I never thought of that. You know, it's like we have like the beginning of our cycle is really such a transition from, from the child into the maidenhood. And then we, if, if we, whether or not we actually give birth, there's certainly, you know, a real feeling of coming into a mother archetype. And then same as our cycle is ending, we come into this now other really, and it's true, it's a very marked change. It can be a very visible change. Yeah. It's really quite profoundly beautiful too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and I think as women, we have a different relationship to time. Because we are constantly aware of time passing because of our cycles. Mm-hmm. You know, we're aware of each month changing. We're more aware of the moons. We're more aware of the seasons because of our relationship to time. And then we get to this midpoint. And again, life, the universe, spirit reminds us that we're entering another stage of our lives. Yeah. And if we embrace it, Uh, so much opens up, you know, I am way further down this path than you are. And I still, I think I feel more vibrant all the time because I'm opening up to so many more possibilities and opportunities. And, uh, you know,
1: I love it. I love it too. And here, I I also want to be honest and share that Sometimes the way that the trance shows up for me in this stage of my life, because for our listeners, too, you know, like I talk a lot about the fact that the trance is not something that you just break out of and then it's all it's. We have been enculturated for centuries to stay small, to stay in our place, to be distracted, quite honestly, by all of the ways in which we, quote unquote, need fixing. Mm. We're made to believe that if we just bought this cream, or just had this supplement, or just could stay youthful, or that we could somehow be okay. And it it's such a racket, first of all. And it's such a it's literally like the ever-dangling carrot that you never get to as a woman because you're constantly being marketed to in a way that is so disempowering. Yeah. It's it's so disempowering. And so one of the things that I started to really recognize was my ageism showing up. Like, I didn't realize what ageism was, but it was this true prejudice against aging. And I had internalized all of these messages about what aging was in our society and what it is in our society. When I really sat with it, it broke my heart. Yeah. Because I I think of all the ways I even used to speak to my mother, (laughs) you know, and the way that we refer to our wise women, our elders, our is such a mark of honor. And yet it's not treated that way in our society, because what we do with our wise women and our elders is we, we send them on their way. We're like, you're not useful to us anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And all of that experience and that knowledge that women build up can just evaporate, it evaporates from their, from their families and from the workplace as well. You know, if you start, I mean, the crazy thing about aging, and I think this is crazy. So many women say to me, oh, I don't want to get old. I will take getting old over the alternative. Okay. Okay. You either die or you get older every day. Um, I'm getting older every day and I am thankful. Every morning I wake up, I put my hands over my heart and I say, thank you for another day. And before I go to sleep at night, I say, thank you for that day because it's not guaranteed. If there's anything we've learned in the last couple of years, it's that these days aren't guaranteed. And so we should rejoice. So when I look in the mirror, I know if I'm looking through the eyes of my ego, because my ego goes, oh, look, there's another crow's foot or whatever. My
1: spirit goes, well done, you're doing amazing. Yes, It's that different. Well, and also I want to point to the opposite of what you said, which is if we were to age backward, I wouldn't go back for anything because of the wisdom that I've acquired, because of the peace that I have inside of myself. And so there is this way that I think we We can tend to just idolize this youth. It's such an illusion. Oh, I think my internet just fell out. Pat, did I lose you? And stand by. More to be revealed. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? She's coming back. Okay, well, while I'm waiting for her, I'm going to read the oracle card that we chose because... This is kind of trippy. So it was the deck from the Wild Unknown Archetypes guidebook. And it's called The Seed, the one that we chose, on page 197. And it's the deck by Kim Kranz. And it says, beginnings come in many forms. They're not always a beautiful seed placed intentionally in nourishing soil. Origin stories, like any birth story, are complex, surprising, multi-layered, and usually reveal a central image or detail that represents the fully formed being. Simply stated, the end is present in the beginning, or the entire oak tree resides within the acorn. Whether you follow this imaginal theory or not, Know that when this card appears, there is potent generative energy all around. It stirs your very insides and usually results in an antsy, impatient feeling. Pay particular attention to what agitates you, as it is a sure sign of growth to come. You are bumping up against a growth edge. It is from the grit that the pearl eventually comes to be. So I was kind of laughing because when we chose this, I was really relating to the fact that menopause can be a bit of that grit that comes back into our lives as women as like a reset. Oh, here's change. We can tend to avoid change, especially when we're not having to go through a massive physical change. Again, I love this wisdom for women where our bodies really carry the seed of new beginnings as we go through these physical initiations, which also pull our mental initiation and our spiritual initiation with it. It's almost like our body is so wise, it leads us out of the comfort zone and into the zone of revelation. And so for me, coming into menopause has really revealed, like I was just saying to Pat, my ageism where I hold these unhelpful stories about aging, which are so much a part of the trance and so much a part of our enculturation. It's also revealed to me some of my fears. Like, I don't know about you, but, you know, I always heard all about, oh, you're gonna, all your collagen, like, you're just gonna somehow like every you're just going to like be a walking wrinkle or something like a prune. And then the other thing is I've I've also had to face the fear of things around my sexuality. So my sexuality and like all this you get all dried up when you go through menopause. It's like all this stuff that we again, it reminds me of after I gave birth and they don't tell you about Kind of that period, the first three months after birth, because they that somehow like society thinks if they tell you what it's really like, you're not going to want to have more children or something. It is totally bizarre, right, Pat? <laughs> and
0: Absolutely. it's the same
1: with menopause. It's like we we have this this negative conversation about it, but then nobody's out there talking about all of these great. Cool solutions for kind of getting over the quote unquote hump of it or the grit of it that also makes the pearl of it. Yeah. So, Pat, while you were, it was like dun, 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 dun. for my next trick, Pat <laughs> will be leaving and coming back in. But what we were just talking about was kind of the revelation period of how our bodies hold this wisdom and the seed. So, I read the actual oracle. Oh card that you and I chose, and how our body carries this wisdom of this this initiation that I was kind of having that revelation while you and I were, were speaking. There's yeah. the initiation of our cycle, and then there's the, that initiation every month. Yeah, And then there's that initiation or that passage into the crone. And so I was sharing that the zone of revelation for me is when we get out of the comfort zone. And it's kind of our body's wisdom in some ways that forces us out of the comfort zone because now we're physically going into menopause and it's going to to take our spirituality mm. and our mental. It's like the the all of it has to kind of be pulled through that portal. Yeah. At some point.
0: Yeah. And there's this thing, you know, somehow it's wrong for older women to be sensual you know, it's this sort of society thing. And some women really worry that like, oh, you know, I don't don't know what happened to my libido. Well, let's have a look at what's going on. You're going through this massive hormonal change. You're probably under quite a lot of stress because you're managing the home, you're managing your work, you're managing your relationship. You might be managing older parents. So you've got all of that going on because of your menopause symptoms. You might not be sleeping so well.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you know let's look at you as a whole person and everything that's going on and say how are you different from when you were 18 years old it's a big difference so start off being compassionate to yourself compassionate about where you are in your life doesn't mean that your sexuality or your sensuality is gone the context has changed and you need different things at this stage of life you need different things to Help you to feel sensual. And actually, there was a program on the BBC radio here in in the UK a few weeks ago where they talked to two, they had two 90 year old ladies talking to each other in a studio. And um, one of them said, I'm still very sensual. She said, One of the biggest problems with lockdown is that I haven't been able to go and get my hair done. And she said, When you get to this age, if you don't have a partner, and most women my age don't you know that lovely feeling of having somebody wash your hair she said I love that and it's part of my sensuality and it was so wonderful to hear a woman at that age talking about you know being touched and being sensual I thought, mm. and, and there was such a strong positive reaction to the program
1: Everybody was like wow that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, well, right, because it's, it's like we, we live in this illusion that somehow like that, that dies off. Mm. And it's, I think it's, it's actually the opposite. I know for me, that so many of my sexual hangups were so freaking wrapped up in my enculturation. There's so much bullshit around purity and women's bodies and the objectification and... yeah. It's just – and then so many women talk about, oh, you hit a certain age and you suddenly become invisible. There's this way that that is – I'm like, yay. Like, yay. And it's so funny because this is probably another overshare. I have this great relationship with my daughter. And you know how crop shirts yeah. have been, like, super in? We were, like, parking in a, in a restaurant parking lot with just, like, the whole family in the car. She was like, yeah – I said something about, you know, did you cut the t-shirt that you just got? And she's like, no, I'm kind of done doing that. I go, yeah, after you've been objectified enough, it kind of, (laughs) you know, it kind of starts. she's like, mom. And then she's like, you know what? That's actually really true. And I'm like, it really is. Yeah, We can love the way that our body looks and feels at all these different ages. But sometimes that becomes, again, that revelation around not necessarily needing or wanting yeah. that kind of attention. Because for me, it was such a part of the Monica that needed the external validation, and that my worth and my value was so wrapped up in my looks. Yeah. And it was the way that I got to say, oh, I'm worthy. Yeah. Instead of my currency, my value, my energy, my everything is like I get to affirm, I get to approve, I get to validate where I'm at at this point in my life.
0: Yeah, I, we've recently, my husband and I have recently joined a local country club that's been all done up with marble and fittings and everything. And it's got a spa and a swimming pool. And I went through a couple of times, they've been like a mum who's taken her. Older teenage daughter to the spa. And the mum's, you know, like got her swimming gear on, and the daughters, they're absolutely gorgeous, and they're wearing these lovely little swimming costumes, and they've got had their manicure and their pedicure, and they still got their makeup on, they're still clutching a phone, even though they're in a spa. And they look so awkward. Like, are you judging me? You can almost feel them. Mm feel their discomfort in that they've got so much body on show and they don't know who else is in there and they're feeling awkward and I want to say, oh let it go. You're you're great. You look lovely. Relax and enjoy it. Don't be worrying what anybody else is thinking about you. Am I allowed to say what I said when
1: we had our conversation? oh Oh, please do i mean that's what like immediately i was like you're mine forever i'm keeping you
0: you know i want to say to them wait till you get the stage where you give so many less fucks about anything and this (laughs) this is the freedom where you go yeah i used to worry about that couldn't care less now yeah i used to think oh i wonder if they're looking at my toenails I care less
1: now. <laughs> yep, no fucks to give. No fucks, no to,
0: fucks give. to give. Um, you know, those days have passed. What you think about me is not my business.
1: It still breaks my heart. It breaks my heart for for all of us because we all know that feeling. We all know. And again, when I think, oh my gosh, I mean, my husband Austin is such. Has been such a just mirror for me just in terms of his just complete adoration and love of me like like warts and all like the way that I am like all of it and I just I really got finally like the difference between kind of that male gaze of like what would you call it like conquest uh desire and the male gaze of like just pure love mm. that he taught me so much about being comfortable in my own skin yeah and claiming the beauty that also has nothing to do with my body no
0: and so for me the difference is that like kind of ego gaze where like Hmm. I want you you know like yes the possessive gaze and the spirit gaze of we're here and I am so honored to have you as part of my spirit journey you know that Mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge difference between I want you to show off or to have as mine that kind of acquisition mindset yes and the spirit mindset of wow, we can be on this journey together.
1: Yes, I love that so much. What would you say, Pat, are some of the biggest the things that you kind of talk about and teach over and over and over again that you think are kind of the crux of this conversation?
0: That menopause isn't just hot flushes and it's not just about your periods ending. This is A physical experience, it's an emotional experience, and it's a spiritual experience. You are in liminal space, the space between who you were and who you're becoming. I know your listeners can't see me, but I'm using my hands anyway. So, (laughs) you know, who you were was brilliant and who you're becoming is going to be great. And you're in the messy bit in the middle where it's all starting to form. And it's so important to remember that at that stage, you need to practice self-care because you're setting the foundations for your next 30, 40, 50 years. Don't think about menopause as a day when your periods stop. Think about it as this transition and that the more you look after your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, The more you are setting yourself up for a really good second half of your life. So, I can't really stress that enough. But, you know, when I talk to women and they're like, oh, I think I can, I think I can tough this out, you know, I'll get to the other side of this. It's probably only a year or so. And no, don't think of it that way. Embrace this time of change and embrace it as a time when you can set really firm foundations.
1: And also, there's the the head trash, right? Like I think what you're pointing to is is so much of the inner story that comes up, like the dialogue, and really being aware of it and interrupting it. I'll never forget uh, years ago, gosh, like uh, ten, eleven years ago, there was a woman that I knew, and she had a blog called Lines of Beauty, mm. and it was all about the the saging process, I'll call it. When we think of age, it's like the sage. Yeah. And that that's something that Sarah of Magdalene talks about all the time, who's one of my teachers. She's like saging is a beautiful, beautiful process for a woman. Mm. And there's this way I think that also what comes up for me is sovereignty. Mm. And it's like the moment that I sit up in my chair and I, you know, I straighten my crown. And claim who you are. Claim it. Right, because I have earned this honor. I have earned this wisdom. I have done, you know, my work. And I have lived this life. And so there's this true, there's the reclamation, which is the going back and the you know, the remembering of all of these pieces of ourselves that we might have abandoned growing up in the framework of the patriarchy or the system of the patriarchy. Uh. But then there's this reauthoring that happens moving forward if we can stop being the victim in our story and we can start standing in the center of our story and becoming the heroine of our story. The queen that the empress whatever you want to be like go for it but to choose an archetype or a or a story that celebrates you it's like you we are narrating our story that we live every day
0: yeah
1: and if we're not conscious of the story we are creating then we will get probably something that's going to make us upset <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and part of that story is celebrating that we've got to this stage because the age at which menopause occurs hasn't changed in millennia. It has been at this age of around 50. And so many women didn't make it that far.
1: Mm.
0: You know, we're only going back a couple of generations and women didn't get past the years of childbirth. They died. Mm. And so we get, you know, we are the dream of our ancestors. We are the dream of those women that we've made it to the other side of this and we get to carry on and share our wisdom. So how fantastic is it that we can do what they couldn't do?
1: Yeah.
0: I actually feel quite moved even saying it because it's just so profound that we have this opportunity and we should be grasping it and saying to younger women, hey, enjoy your life and when you get this far it's going to be brilliant
1: you know what i just what it's bringing up for me pat is so recently i had this revelation about my ancestors because i think we can live in this belief that our ancestors right are like not with us yeah. on a daily basis. I mean, they're in our DNA. And depending on what you believe, they're all around us. And some of them are actually, we have something to teach them, as they have things to teach us. Yeah. And so, I love what often gets said as you start doing your healing work Which is that when you break the generational cycles, whether it's a negative story or cycle of abuse or self-abuse or a cycle of addiction, that you're breaking that cycle not only for your children and the generations to come, but it also goes the other way. And you create an opportunity for a healing for those that couldn't do it in their lifetime, which becomes, again, this incredible opportunity for us to actually see how courageous we are, how loving we are, how generous we are, that we would actually dare to do it differently here and not repeat these cycles that keep our matrilineal line in Bondage is what I'm going to call it because that's what it is. Yeah, it's this form of psychic bondage that, and so I was in my writing group recently. I was actually, I was like, I can write a letter to my ancestors. I can create a signature talk. Right, I, I was just talking to Pat about the fact that I want to do some more public speaking, but like, I can create a talk and invite my ancestors to come and teach them what they didn't know when they were here in physical form that that actually gets to be something that I can play with not only for my own healing but for healing for my daughter and her daughter and healing for my grandmother and her mother
0: and of course if we went back far enough in our ancestry we'd be in pre-agricultural days and pre-agriculture Women were free. Women could be with whoever they wanted to be with because there wasn't ownership. Ownership came with agriculture and putting fences around land, and with fences around land came fences around women. You know, ownership became a thing. And if you'd put a fence around your land and you'd grown crops on it, you wanted to pass it down to your own children, you wanted to make sure they were your children, so you had to put fences around your women as well
1: I'm taking a deep breath yeah. because because i'm I'm going back to like of course like let's let's just tame and all those wild things, yeah. If, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. And if we
0: go back to those women, you know, if we could get back that far, they'd be celebrating us now. They'd say it's taken centuries, but we're getting back to where we were, where women and men were equal and people lived in communities and they worked in communities and ownership wasn't so much of a thing because there wasn't anything to own. And even, you know, like if you look at archaeology now, they always assume if they dig up a sword or a, uh, you know, a shield, oh, this must be the grave of a male warrior. And then they look and go, A great male
1: Viking. Oh, it's a woman. Hang on a minute. It's a woman. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, hell yes, it is. She must have been the wife of a great warrior. No, she was a fucking warrior. (laughs) She was a warrior. Hello. She was a warrior. And I I also really I love to how many how many incredible women are bringing women back to this idea of this rewilding because again, there's so much about our story where we we kind of we almost like need to decenter ourselves in order to to start to remember that we are part of this interconnected whole and that each of us brings our own medicine. And then there's the feminine medicine and there's the masculine medicine. And so when I think about the equal, it's like, I think about like, talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face with the masculine because... And I don't say the masculine has done that, the patriarchy has done that, but there's this way that women are, we are the, we are a huge in the feminine energy principle, a huge part of harmonizing this whole friggin' equation. Mm. And like, to be able to be these wisdom carriers, these seeds, literally, of our matrilineal line and... All everyone comes through. Guess what? You don't avoid coming through the matrilineal line, men and women. You come through the portal of the friggin vagina. Hello. It's not it's not what they taught you in church. You didn't come from the rib of Adam actually. Okay, just saying. Yeah. But you, you like the absurdity, the absurdity. So, you know, rewilding, right, and taking down these fences. Mm. And I love that you used the word fences, because I wrote a piece and I and the name of the piece was Invisible Fences. Because as women, there were these places that we were taught not to go. And it was literally like I think about a dog collar and like zap, you know, like, oh, I'm not allowed to go there. Although it was a psychic zap, right? It was like, we figured out our place in the world. Because every time we stepped out of line, it was like zap. And we got back into line, you know, we came back, back into the fenced area of the yard. Yeah. And that's where we were kept because I mean, I could go on and on and on about that. But what I what I really am feeling is that here we are now. Really, I encourage all of us, all of our listeners to really if you haven't really paid attention to more of the organic, natural cycles that are so, I mean, even wrapped in with the seasons, the moons, it's like our seasons of the soul, our evolution. Our evolutionary blueprint as a woman is so fantastic, so magical, so incredible. And so really understanding menopause through that lens becomes like this whole nother revelation project.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I had, I had a revelation probably last year in thinking about, you know, when people talk about the autumn of your life and the autumn of your life sounds like kind of a, a laying about time where the light is kind of golden. And then I thought, hang on a moment. I live in the countryside. I live in a small village in the UK Harvest is the busiest time. Harvest is when nobody sleeps because they're out there harvesting while the light is full and the moon is rising. They're out there harvesting. I thought, oh, that's why I'm so busy. This is autumn and harvest time is a super busy time. It's when everything you've planted is coming to fruition and you get to go out and celebrate your harvest and the abundance of it and the bountifulness of it. It was a huge revelation because right? I was thinking, why am I so busy at this stage of life? And what's awesome autumn about? Autumn's fantastic, you know, because it's when all this stuff is happening.
1: It's like, it's so great. It's, it, it is the bounty. It's like you get to all the seeds that have been planted along the way, you know, and this is true. And this is something that you talk about, Pat why are women so successful after midlife it's because we carry the wisdom we are the wisdom carriers and when we think about our the role that we hold and the honor of the role in terms of as all of these women are unbecoming those that are doing this work and have done the unbecoming work we're such great guides For these younger generations who are still kind of standing in the midst of bondage, saying, like, I I don't know if I can do this anymore. And we're like, walk this way, right? (laughs) Like, you just, right? Like, look through this lens and walk this way because I'm going to open the pasture gate for you. (laughs)
0: Let's just rip down the fences. It's all good. And I, I just feel like, you know, if there's this chasm, between who you were and who you're becoming, I've got my hand out. I'm going. Come on, it's okay. Jump. You can come through. It's fine. You know, we're all good on this side.
1: We're all good on this side, and that's just it. Because we also, we also need. There's so many of us in this liberation of understanding that we need a new story. Mm. And now we get to co-create it in a way that's so fun, so empowering, so filled with wisdom, so filled with adventure. It's like, I really, I want to be one of those just, I mean, living examples of a woman who is forever learning. Like it's it's never over. Yeah. Like in, until the day I die, what do they say? Like, you know, sliding into home plate, you yeah. know, just with all your knickers are dirty yeah. and you're just like, ah, you know, like fully like just gobbled up life and just lived it to its to its most.
0: Yeah, I want to hand this body back wrecked.
1: <laughs>
0: wrecked. Okay, dig this. It was fun, thanks for the ride, we're done. But it's such a, I feel the responsibility of it. I feel the responsibility of saying to other women, look, this is how you can be. You know, uh, before, before the past couple of years, I was traveling, I was speaking at women's events, I'm always learning, I'm taking on new stuff. And I remember when I, as you read out at the beginning, I had an over 30-year career in public service. And so I was in my mid-50s when I started my own business. And people would say to me, when are you going to slow down, Pat? I mean, men and women. And I'd say, I'm not slowing down. I'm speeding up. I'm speeding up. I don't know how long I've got. And I've got so much to do. I am getting faster and faster. All right. they're like, Well, you know, don't you think you should like be sitting in a chair? No, (laughs) no, I'm going to India, I'm going to Iceland, I'm going to speak in America, I'm going on a retreat, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So you wear yourself out. Okay, if that's what I hand back, that's what I hand back, you know, but it's going to be a fun ride along the way.
1: But there's that fence. I mean, it's so, it's so, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. That is such a turn. When are you going to slow down? Yeah. It's like, mm, never. Do you think you are just go? Is that your it's forever that- home? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Don't say forever to me, ever. There's just so, there's like so many of those expressions that are meant to fence us in, that are meant to contain us. Yeah. Will you please stop trying Unless you're going to put me in a perfume bottle that you can spray me all over yourself every day, then don't try to contain me. It's just, it's such a, it's such a racket. Okay, I want to know,
0: so what would you smell like if you were in a bottle? What would be essence of Monica?
1: Oh my gosh, Ode de Revelation. (laughs)
0: That would be fantastic, wouldn't it?
1: Wouldn't it? Just, just spray a little revelation behind your ears every morning and <laughs> go along your way and just have a wonderful day. Yeah, just start seeing things
0: differently. Like, I put that perfume on and suddenly I'm seeing things differently. I'm seeing through the crap. I can see through shit. <laughs> what would you be called? I'd be called abundance. I'd be called... Odour, abundance. So you walk along Ode and go, abundance. look at all the grass, look at all the trees, look at all the ah. trees everywhere, look at the
1: flowers. And indeed, the world is abundant. And I would spray that. I would spray that on myself every other day. I would do <laughs> revelation or maybe behind each ear, you know, depending on, you know, revelation over here, a little abundance over here. This morning, I, what was I, what was I saying? There was some way that I was just feeling so much appreciation this morning. It was so, oh, it was the coffee. I was just like, my husband makes the coffee every night so that I can literally just come on in the morning and like turn it on. And I just had this moment of like deep gratitude. And I'm like, my life is so abundant. It's like the coffee at a button. Love is like percolating all the time. I
0: had that it's just- of gratitude as well. Yeah. I, guess spray. <laughs> I went to a perfume shop where they said, what can be a really good thing is if you spray this particular perfume on your front and this one on your back so that as people smell you coming forward they smell one thing and as you're going they smell something else I mean obviously they're trying to sell two bottles of perfume but
1: imagine you spray like a balance on your front and gratitude in your back revelation do you know what though do you know what this brings up for me is I had so I have a dear friend her name is Erica Buchanan and I'm just I'm like I have feel this smile coming in my heart as we're talking about this because she made me a gift once and all of the words that in the ways that I show up for her and she filled the bottle filled oh, with oh. water and she she said, because I think I said something in one of our retreats, I said it flippantly, like just spray a bottle of, you know, Ode De Monica on or something like that. But she literally created it for me. And on the label, she had inspiration and all these beautiful words. And I thought, oh, my God, that is such a precious gift. I'll keep it forever.
0: Yeah, It's a whole new whole new thing opening up for us. <laughs> we need these bottles of what does gratitude smell like? It smells fantastic.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, we could just go on and on. I think, you know what? We have a whole new business here. I think we could do.
0: See? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I think so. And you
0: could just, you could put those words underneath. You know, they say the vibration of water changes depending on the words that are underneath it. We could have those words underneath it just like percolating that energy into it.
1: I love that. So Pat, tell me this because, you know, we were just kind of joking around and I've been really asking people, what does revelation mean to you?
0: Revelation is an opening up. It's an opening up to the huge expanse of ideas. You know, we've talked about fences and You know, thoughts get fenced in. And so revelation is when you take down the fences in your mind and you let in the stuff that was already there. I mean, all of the knowledge and information you need already exists. It probably already exists in your mind. But you've fenced off parts of your mind with your beliefs and your values, everything that you've been told. You've kept it in. And then suddenly, it breaks down. And I think when we talked, I told you about my own revelation a couple of years ago when I, I don't know how I took the whole of September off, and I was going to various retreats and trainings, and it completely changed my life. It completely changed because I opened my mind up and all this stuff came flooding in. And since then... I felt like there were no boundaries to what I could think. Every now and then I hit up against one and I go, well, that's interesting because I'm not ready to think that yet, but I'll keep kind of worrying. I keep peering over the fence and thinking, am I ready to go think that? Uh, can I break that fence down? So, yeah, revelation is opening up to what you want to know and What's already out there? Perhaps you don't want to know it, but it's going to come in anyway. (laughs)
1: It's all okay. I love that description. It's so good. I think we just figured out what we'll name this episode, right? The revelation of menopause. Yeah.
0: When we take down the fences and, and instead of ignoring it,
1: we go, what is out
0: there? What are the opportunities? What is this presenting that is amazing rather than I don't want to look? I'm going to put my blinkers on and I'm not going to look because it's about aging and not being attractive and becoming invisible. And it's like the end of life. No, it isn't. Like, take the Mm-mm. fence down. Have a look. It's really good out here. It's all good.
1: Have I told you lately that I love you? <laughs> you can sing it
0: to me if you like.
1: <laughs> have I told. So, I love I love this whole conversation. It's just been so good. Anything else that you feel like you have a burning desire to say or remind our listeners? I think it's don't be afraid.
0: Let go of the fear. The revelation comes when you let go of the fear. And a lot of that fear is about stuff that isn't even true. It's not true. So just allow it to dissolve away and step into who you're becoming you're becoming something amazing. Just open up and be ready
1: to step into it. I love that. I love you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for your conversation. Thank you. Me too. Me too. And so Pat, where can our listeners go to learn more about you and maybe check out your books, whatever you want to offer?
0: Oh my goodness. So they can go to patduckworth.com. That's really easy. And also on hotwomencoolsolutions.com, I've got a load of bonus gifts there. And I know you're thinking, oh, no, I'm going to have to sign up for something and she's going to email me every day. Honestly, I don't. And my business coaches tell me that I'm rubbish. Um, <laughs> but I and just want like, to... I don't give a fuck. Yes. It's yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> I don't give a fuck. Do you think the Queen says that? I think she probably does. somebody says oh corgi just bit me she says do you know what i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck (laughs) oh my god so hot if you want help with anything menopause there's loads in there and that was my first book
1: and it's still brilliant it's still a brilliant book it's brilliant oh so good Yes. All right. So we'll be sure to have all of Pat's links in the show notes. And until next time, more to be revealed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always more to be revealed.